The title of the message this morning is A Thankful Heart. That is what we are speaking about today, a thankful heart. I do believe that it is relevant to this time of the year. This is a time where many, many of us take stock as we look back over what's happened in our lives. Maybe there might have been some difficult things during the year, but I believe that without a doubt, every child of God has reason to give thanks. And if you look back on this year, you can see so many times where God has been faithful, he's provided, he's come through for you because that's our God, he is a faithful God. Please would you turn so long to Psalm 100. We'll get there in a few moments time. And uh, I just wanna pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We live by your word, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I pray for an unusual openness and receptivity. And I thank you, Lord, that the seeds of your word will go into fertile, healthy soil. In Jesus' name we pray. If you agree, would you say amen? amen. So you've turned to Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is referred to as a psalm of thanksgiving. So if you look in your Bible, probably just above the first verse, it will say a psalm of thanksgiving. And so it's relevant to our theme today, a thankful heart. But as we read it, would you please allow your heart to be stirred towards gratefulness, to be stirred towards thankfulness? I believe you can walk into a service like today, but, and you can just kind of be normal, but if you really open up your heart, things can shift during the hearing of, your, of the word. And thankfulness can be stirred in our hearts. So it says in Psalm 100, all five verses, verse one to five, it says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Now, as I'm reading, I'm gonna make one or two comments here and there. It says, make a joyful shout. Some people ask, well, why do we shout in this church? Why do we have to shout so much? I mean, we get to the end of the song, everyone's going, wow, we're shouting. And, and then there's times where we shout the name of Jesus. Shout. Well, I, I have to inform you, it is biblical. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lads. Serve the Lord with gladness. I really like that. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. There's a lot of confusion in the world today. But we know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now verse four begins to touch on thanksgiving. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Please say thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We're talking about a thankful heart. Enter with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures 
to all generations. The Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Please keep this open. We're gonna refer back to it once or twice. Now, this is certainly a psalm of thanksgiving, and isn't it beautiful? I believe we should read the scriptures and we should be caught up by the beauty of the word of God. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. It's also a psalm of praise. And if you study thanksgiving in the word of God, you'll see that oftentimes praise and thanksgiving are very closely connected. Thanksgiving, do you know that it is a prominent theme in the Bible? It's not something confined to three or four verses. But in fact, there are 138 passages of scripture that deal with the subject of thanksgiving. Therefore, it is something that we should know about and be growing in our lives. There are three points that I'd like to share with you. And if you're making notes, I encourage you to jot them down. The first point is so important. The primary reason we give thanks to God is because He is good. I wanna say that with a bit more passion. The primary reason, the main reason, the chief reason we give thanks to God is because He is good. He is good, He is good, He is good. That is the main reason. And let me point out a few verses that convey this important truth of giving thanks because of His goodness. I'll just turn to them, uh, I'll just read them for you, you don't have to turn there. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 34 says, Oh, give thanks, we're talking about a thankful heart. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen. Psalm 106 verse one, praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is, say it, good for his mercy endures forever. The very next Psalm, Psalm 107 verse one. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. A little later on, Psalm 118 verse one. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is, say it, good, for his mercy endures forever. Is this getting through to you? Are you seeing what scripture is saying? And another one, Psalm 136, verse one to four, it says, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And then it adds, oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. And I wanna say, I think that God's word is abundantly clear, very clear. The reason that you and I give thanks to God is because God is good. Can I get an amen? amen? There is a song that recently caught my attention. It's a song that speaks of the goodness of God. It's called Good by Cody Carnes. I think it's one that you might wanna consider streaming and listening to online. But the chorus says the following, and as I was hearing these words of the chorus, it caught me. It said the following, you are good, and you can only be good. You can't be anything else. You can't be anything else. I thought that's powerful. I've never heard somebody singing about the goodness of God quite like that. You are good, and you can only be good. You can't be anything else. 
You can't be anything else. And then the bridge says the following, you're good today, you'll be good tomorrow. You've always been good on your promise. I know that every good thing comes from you. I thought to myself, only a person who has experienced the goodness of God can write a song like this. But you know what? We can all be immersed in the goodness of God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Praise God. And so I was stunned at this. I was so beautiful. It's so beautiful that God is good and he can't be anything else. He is good. Now, back to Psalm 100, verse four to five. I asked you to keep it open. It says in verse four, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Then this little phrase, be thankful to him and bless his name. Here it comes. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures forever. And so I know I'm emphasizing it several times, but why give thanks and praise to God for the simple reason that God is good? We have to let it sink in beyond our heads and get down into our spirit. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And when you really hear from the word of God, of God's goodness, it can bring about a release of faith that you begin to really see and taste that he is good. Hallelujah. Also, notice the phrase in verse four. If you look at verse four, the second part, it says, be thankful to him. Now, that's a good directive from God. That's a, a wholesome directive, a, a good piece of advice. Just quite simply, be thankful to him. Wouldn't you say to the person next to you, be thankful to God? Please tell them that. Be thankful to God. <coughs> Excuse me. Be thankful to God. What a wholesome directive. I know that there pe pe might be people sitting here today and you say, but I don't have any reason to give thanks to God. You do not know what I'm going through. You don't, not, you don't know this year that I've been through. I don't have a reason to give thanks to God. I wanna say, oh yes, you do. The goodness of God is reason enough for you to give thanks to God. You can't say, I'm gonna wait until my circumstances get better and then I'm gonna give thanks to God. No, you give thanks right now. So don't you dare say there's no reason why I can give thanks. Jesus sent his son. You've received the gift of eternal life. You can thank God forever and a day for the goodness that he's poured out upon you. We've got to be careful what we say. We've got to thank him for his goodness. In Exodus 33, there's this incredible story. And it's a story about God revealing his nature and character to Moses. And the result is that Moses actually saw the goodness of God, which is the character of God. Do you realize that? That the goodness of God is his nature. The goodness is his character. And so in the story, Moses cries out to God and says, God, would you please show me your glory? Notice that word. And then God says, okay, I will cause my goodness to pass before you. Because the glory of God is his goodness. When you are seeing the goodness of God, you are seeing the glory of God. And so we read in Exodus 34, verse six to eight, I'll read it to you. It says, the Lord passed before Moses 
and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, and now is like a little look at the DNA of God. Merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness. That's the one that gets the abounding before it. Abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, Jumping to verse eight, it says, so Moses made haste and bowed his head towards the earth and worshiped. I'd like to say the contemporary translation to that says that Moses hit the deck and started worshiping God. That's what happened. You see, what happened is Moses was simply overwhelmed by the revelation of the nature of God that he could only bow down in worship, and that's exactly what he did. And I wanna tell you, that's our God. He is still abounding in goodness right now in our lives. He is. Come on, you can get more excited about that, even right now. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is still abounding in goodness right now in our lives. I believe that we need to be fully convinced of the goodness of God. Not sort of like we uh, maybe, uh, it needs to be when we sing that song that you're a good, good father, that deep down there's no questions, there's no suspicions or doubts or unworthy suspicions of God's goodness. No, but you're singing that song and you truly believe it. I just know my God is a good God. And the primary reason we give thanks to God is because He is good. Something I wrote about the goodness of God a few years ago, this is it. God is utterly, completely, entirely, absolutely good. He is good through and through. He is the definition of goodness. He is the source of all goodness. He is the essence of goodness and he is the personification of goodness and he is our God. We get to know the goodness of the Lord. And so why should we give thanks? Because of his great goodness. There's a scripture in Psalm 31 verse 19, it says, oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you. So that's number one. The primary reason we give thanks to God is because he is good. Number two. We are called to be thankful continually. Would you agree with that? Please say it out aloud with me. We are called to be thankful continually. And the emphasis here is on continually. Please would you turn to 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 so long. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. As you turn in there, I do just wanna say this, that it's relatively easy to be thankful on occasion. But to be thankful continually takes a little bit more determination and also a little bit more practice. And so maybe if you're not quite there yet and and you really struggle in this area, keep on growing and developing that you'll become a person that in the next year or two, you'll become more continually thankful. So it says in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, it says, in everything, please say everything, In everything, give thanks. We're talking about a thankful heart. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Just read it again. In 
everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, I'm of the opinion that some people misunderstand this verse. And they tend to think that everything that happens to you is the will of God and therefore you must thank God for it. But that is actually not the case. What this verse is actually saying is that no matter what you're facing, give thanks to God. Be a thankful person because it is God's will that you would be thankful all the time. That's the issue. When it comes to the aspect of God's will, it's God's will for continual thankfulness. It's God's will that we give thanks all the time. So let me say this. The circumstances that you might be facing aren't necessarily God's will, but it is God's will that you would always give thanks to him. Put another way is the following. We don't thank God for everything that happens, but in everything that happens. And that's exactly what 5.18 says, in everything. It doesn't say for everything. Some terrible things can happen in life. We don't thank God for those terrible things, but in the midst of some difficulties that we go through, we choose, I'm gonna give God thanks and praise all the same. And it says uh, in verse 18 in the Amplified Bible, I just wanna get that perspective. It says, in every situation, no matter the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Let's look at a practical example. Let's say that your washing machine breaks down. Now, that is not necessarily the will of God that your washing machine breaks down. It could just be that it's really old. And by the way, often you find just when the guarantee ends, exactly the next day it breaks down. Have you ever noticed? I don't know, I don't get it, yeah. And it's not necessarily the will of God, but even though it's disappointing and frustrating, my washing machine has break, broken down, you can thank God despite the problem, and also you can thank God that God, you can provide another washing machine for me, you can provide a new washing machine for me, so we give thanks in everything, not necessarily for everything. Am I making sense? But the big idea here is give thanks all the time, would you say all? all? Give thanks all the time in every situation. Listen to what one theologian says. Learning to give thanks in everything means learning to trust God completely. When a believer can give thanks so willingly, he trusts that God is in complete control of all situations and is working out his will for good. There's something about thankfulness that is an indication that you're trusting in God. <laughs> Despite the circumstances, you are trusting in the Lord. And in terms of the, the thankfulness that we're trying to cultivate in our lives, I believe that we should des definitely give thanks to God for the big things that happen in life. A few examples. We should give thanks for the big things like the birth of a child. Passing matric, getting a new job, his salvation, that's a big thing, we thank God for that, for his grace, 
for deliverance from danger. God delivers you. Give thanks to the Lord. God heals and touches your body from an ailment. That's a big deal. Thank the Lord. And so let's give thanks for the big things, but also I believe we should give thanks for the small things in life, even perhaps the very little things in life. And people that have learned to do this, it's like they begin to be lifted. They begin to be happier. Giving thanks for small things like a few examples, a lovely fresh morning. You're just like, wow, a beautiful morning. Or you see a beautiful sunset. Give thanks to the Lord for that. Or you're sleeping and you hear the rain patter, pitter patter on the roof. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the rain. Or maybe you give thanks to the Lord for a good night's sleep. Thank you, Lord. I slept well. Thank you. Or giving thanks to the Lord for food to eat. Or maybe you hear the birds chirping outside. This is part of a lifestyle of thanksgiving and gratitude. And it says in Colossians 3, verse 17, I'm gonna read it from the message. It puts it as follows. Let every detail of your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. So do you see in that, this aspect of thankfulness continually? What does it say? Thanking God every step of the way, not just when the breakthrough comes. We thank Him continually every step of the way. Do you know that Jesus set a beautiful example for us? There's a few instances in scripture where Jesus himself, even although he's God, he's thanking the Father. One of those instances was that uh, Jesus gave thanks to the Father for physical food. This happened on the occasion of feeding of the 5,000, but also the feeding of the 4,000. In both instances, there was bread and fish. And what did Jesus do? He took the bread and fish and he thanked the Lord for it. Wow, he's teaching us. He thanked the Lord for food. By the way, I encourage you to pray before you eat. He thanked the Lord for the food. He gave it to his disciples. They distributed it, and the miracle happened. Another example is Jesus. Do you know that he thanked the Father for answered prayer even before the prayer was answered? Where's that? It's the story of Lazarus. And so Lazarus is in the tomb and Jesus is outside and so on. And even before Jesus calls Lazarus to come out of the tomb, Jesus says to the Father, he says, Father, I thank you that you hear me. And then he says, I thank you that you always hear me. And then he says, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus comes forth out of the grave, amen? And what was Jesus doing? He was thanking God for answered prayer. By the way, we used to have a joke in Bible school. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And he slipped and came fifth. But anyhow, going back to Bible college days. Another one is that Jesus thanked the Lord for the bread and for the cup. Here he is. They're in the upper room. This is the Lord's Supper. This is Passover. Jesus doesn't begin to just chow down. No, he takes the bread and cup and he gives thanks to the Father for it, and then he gives it to his disciples. He says, take, eat, and take, and drink. This is my bread, this is my body, this is my blood. And so I wanna say, let's be thankful continually. 
Amen. Why don't you say to the person next to you, be thankful continually. Please tell them that. Be thankful continually. Point number three, the last point I wanna share with you. Our thankfulness matters to God. Would you say this out loud with me? Our thankfulness matters to God. Our thankfulness certainly matters to God, but it should also matter to us. And it should be a priority in our lives. This should be something that as you grow in your walk with the Lord, you are cultivating your attitude of gratitude, as some people call it, and you should be growing in gratitude. If you started serving the Lord 10 years ago and you look at your life today, I believe it's fair to say there should be more thankfulness in your heart. And so our thankfulness matters to God, and we see this in the story of the 10 lepers. And so in the story, Jesus supernaturally healed these 10 men. And they were crying out to him and they said, Lord, have mercy on us. And then Jesus said, okay, go show yourselves to the priests. And they were healed in that moment. What a miracle. I mean, here they're suffering with a terminal disease, a serious situation, and they get healed. But the funny thing is that only one of the 10 lepers comes back. I mean, God did such an incredible work, but only one dude comes back. That's actually quite sad. And I'll read it to you in Luke 17, 15 to 19. It says, and one of them, when he saw he was healed, returned. And with a loud voice glorified God. He wasn't gonna be kept quiet. With a loud voice, and he fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. We're talking about a thankful heart. This leper was giving Jesus thanks, actually in a lavish way. He wasn't keeping it quiet, keeping it out on the down low. No, shouting out, loud voice on his face, crying out, thank you, God. And he was a Samaritan. He wasn't a Jew. Verse 17, so Jesus answers and said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? I actually think that God still says that in certain situations. I did so much for for that whole group of people. Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Where are those that should have come and thanked me and didn't? This is what tells me our thankfulness matters to God. Jesus goes on, he says, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to him, arise. Go your way, your faith has made you well. And so I note with interest that Jesus was displeased with unthankfulness. Not only displeased, it almost seemed like Jesus was annoyed that they didn't display thankfulness. Have you ever given somebody something and it it meant a lot to you to give that gift and they forgot to actually say a proper thank you to you? You get annoyed. Our thankfulness matters to God. But you know what? As for that one leper, he fell down on his face and he gave thanks to God. That is proper. (laughs) That's proper. That is genuine thanksgiving. And I wanna be like that one guy. I don't wanna be like the other nine that couldn't be bothered about giving thanks. How about you? You wanna be like the one that makes sure I give thanks to God. And you know what? T.D. Jakes. Here's a statement which I remember hearing years ago. 
And he says the following, he says, don't forget the one who blessed you. That's so good. And you know how he is and he puts his arms back like this and he walks on the side. Don't forget the one who blessed you. Don't forget. And I got the, don't forget the one who blessed you. I need some organ. He's a blessing. Don't forget the one who blessed you. And with this, with this in mind, I wanna take a moment to wholeheartedly thank the Lord for the blessing that He has given to us as a congregation at Choose Life Church over this year. I wanna thank God wholeheartedly. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know this, that at the beginning of the year, God said, that this would be a year of growth and blessing and God is true to his word. He watches over his word to perform it and I can tell you that is exactly what has happened in this year. There has been growth and blessing in this congregation and the outcome, there's several things that God has done but just to mention a few of the things that indicate the growth and blessing is that now we have more life groups than we've ever had in the history of Choose Life Church. More life groups, more life group leaders, more assistant leaders. Another thing is we have a record number of people that have joined as new members this year. We have had 470 new members join the church this year. Praise God for that. That is about 35% higher than we've ever seen before. We've also experienced growth in spiritual hunger. Praise the Lord for that. We've also experienced growth in the church finances. And I'm pleased to report in honor to God, by the goodness and grace of God, that we have had about four months this year of record-breaking income because of what God has done and the faithfulness of His people. One last thing is that God has opened new doors of influence through the IFCC network. And this is just a few things that I mentioned in here, but I wanna declare boldly today that God has fulfilled His word and that He is a God of goodness. And so we say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that your mercy endures forever. We are seeing the testimony right in front of our eyes. Praise the Lord. Do you know that in the Old Testament that God's people would sometimes bring a thank offering to the Lord? It's interesting. It was never required. A thank offering to the Lord. I'm not about to take up an offering, okay? It says in Leviticus 22, verse 29 to 30, it says, and when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, offer it of your own free will. On the same day, it shall be eaten and you shall leave none of it till morning. It's amazing that sometimes they would come, they would bring an animal and they would sacrifice and offer this animal to the Lord. It was a thank offering unto God. But it's important to notice that the thank offering was a free will offering. It was not at all required. And this tells me that even under the law of Moses, 
God did not force or pressurize his people to be thankful, but rather he wanted the thanksgiving to spontaneously flow out of people's hearts because he really does love cheerful giving. He loved it then, he loves it now. He doesn't want you to be giving out of a sense of grudge and responsibility. No, and so it's so wonderful that there was this thing of a thank will offering a uh, thank offering, shall I say, which was a free will offering. And there might be some of you, and the Lord is speaking to you today to give a thank offering to the Lord. I'm coming in for a touchdown. When you look at the people of the world and the people of God, there's obviously differences. Now let me say this. I believe that one of the defining marks of a spirit-filled believer is thankfulness. But conversely, one of the defining marks of a worldly person or a wicked person is unthankfulness. And it says uh, in 2 Timothy 3, the apostle Paul is writing to Timothy and he's actually warning that in the last days, there will be unthankfulness. Listen to this. He says that in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Unthankful is listed there. Unholy, etc. So notice that word unthankful. It describes a worldly person. And this tells us that in the last days, For people who are outside of the kingdom of God, we can expect them to be more and more unthankful and ungrateful. But the children of God are altogether different. We should be the happiest people on the face of the earth and the most thankful people because that's who we are. In everything, give thanks because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The last verse I like to read you is Ephesians 5 verse 4 in the NLT. And it's speaking to the Ephesian church and Paul is saying, obscene stories, foolish talk and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to the Lord. It's almost like the antidote, antidote of talking nonsense is thanksgiving unto God. The antidote, instead of talking a whole bunch of of, of rubbish or whatever, is thanksgiving. And says, instead, let there be thankfulness to God. That same verse in the message translation says, that kind of talk doesn't fit our style, but thanksgiving is our dialect. In other words, thanksgiving is your and my type of language. Isn't that beautiful? And so realize that as you're going into this holiday season and and heading into a new year, that thanksgiving is an important part of our lives. I wanna recap. We've spoken today about a thankful heart. Three points. Number one, the primary reason we give thanks to God is because He is good. Secondly, We are called to be thankful continually. Let us be working on that. And lastly, our thankfulness matters to God. Go ahead and give God a hand of praise. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's stand together as we pray. (sighs) 
Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Lord, in conclusion, we, we just want to say to you that we choose thankfulness. We choose gratitude. We choose a thankful heart towards you. Lord, maybe at times where we, we haven't been gra grateful like we should have been, we, we sorry, Lord, we put that aside. We put on the garment of praise. We come into your presence with thanksgiving and we declare that, Lord, we are by your grace and by the help of your Holy Spirit, we're going to be thanking you a whole lot more because you are good and your mercy Mercy endures forever. May I invite you just to lift up your hands to God and just give Him a few words of thankfulness out loud right now. Give Him a few words of thankfulness. Thank Him for His goodness. Thank Him for His mercy. Thank Him for His faithfulness in your life. Thank you that He's carried you through this year. Thank Him that He will never leave you nor forsake you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We have so much to be grateful for. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. And so Lord, I speak the blessing of the Lord over your people. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his smile upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name we all say, Amen.